Thank you, musicians, for guiding us in worship this morning. Worship through song. I want to invite all of you this morning to take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. In the New Testaments of your scriptures, Hebrews, even though it has a title that would possibly indicate to you that it might be something you would find in the Old Testament of your scriptures, this is something that is truly in the New Testament of your scriptures, Hebrews. Again, if you are, if you are new with us here today, we're, we're so thankful that you came. Uh, for those of you here today that are carrying heavy burdens, and I know there are many of you here, you're in the right place. This is a place to come uh, to find prayer, to find encouragement from the Word, and I pray today that your heart is encouraged through the study of the Word of God. This morning will not be a overly long study, exhaustive study on the topic at hand, um, but it will be an incredibly appropriate study. Like I mentioned when we started the service, uh, the fifth Sunday of every month is, or of every, uh, yeah, fifth, fifth Sunday of every month, so four times a year is our Body Life Sunday. So we get to dial in on different aspects of the local church. What this means, how this looks, um, what our approach should be to the body of Christ. And so we've taken different focuses the last couple body life services. Today we're going to dial in on a very appropriate subject, and that is staying connected. <laughs> staying connected to the body of Christ. So we say this often that your spiritual life is not meant to be lived on an island, you are not meant to do it solo. You're not meant to be recluse in your spiritual walk, to go find your own place and just worship Jesus. No, our spiritual lives are to be lived out in community. This is the body of Christ. And so sure enough, it seems like I might be preaching to the choir today because all of you are here. <laughs> Nonetheless, this is a great reminder to us today, and I hope you take it as a reminder if you are here of the importance of staying connected to the body of Christ. Yes, in fact, today we will talk about church attendance and what it means for us uh, as New Covenant believers. So from the onset, though, please know this. I mean, especially through this last two years, I fully acknowledge that there are brief times in the life of a Believer and followers of Jesus Christ where church attendance, gathering together, is not possible or advisable. I understand that, all right? So uh, these are things we've wrestled with for, as an elder team for, uh, for years now in regard to this COVID thing and being sensitive to that. I understand there are times in your walk with Christ where it's not possible to be here. There are some watching online right now who wish with all of their hearts that they could be sitting here in corporate worship, but they cannot because of health reasons, or some might be traveling. Completely understand that. Also, please under, understand from the onset of the discussion today that I do not think you are in sin if you do not walk into these doors every time they are opened. Please understand that. Every time there's a study here, you're not in sin if you don't attend every single study every day of the week. No, I don't believe that. 
I mean, that would fall in lines with some legalistic teachings that you would find taught. But sure, there are times when you cannot come, and no, I don't believe you're in sin if you, there are times when you need to stay home. I understand that. But I do believe that the Scripture speaks crystal clearly about doing whatever we possibly can to stay connected to the body of Christ. To faithfully participate in church gatherings. Um, I remember the passage, the passage we're going to go at today is Hebrews 10. I remember as a high schooler, I was, uh, I love the church. My, my dad was pastor. I was invested in the youth group. I loved going to church. But at the same time, I was being groomed to play soccer at the next level. I was connected with several different teams, uh, some that would represent the United States soccer program, some that would uh, connect to a club, some with high school. But in this regard, it was more to club and to uh, the U.S. soccer program. Um, I was on the Region 4 team, and we represented the United States of America. And so these were guys that were being groomed to play in the Olympics and into the World Cup at that time. And there were times when I would have to miss a weekend because I was at a camp with my soccer team on the other side of the country. And I remember calling my dad or talking to my dad when he was taking me to the airport. He's a pastor nonetheless. And I remember talking to my dad and said, Dad, I don't know if I want to go to this trip. He's like, why, Andrew? I said, Dad, because I have to miss Sunday. I want to go be with the youth group. I want to be with the church. And my dad would look at me and he said, for what you just said to me, you need to go on this trip. (laughs) He said, Andrew, when you go to the scriptures, the scriptures that we're going to look at today, when it says, don't neglect the body of Christ, he says, this has to do in large to what God is doing in your heart. He said, you don't want to miss What's happening on church on Sunday? I understand that, Andrew. He says, but also you need to be salt and light to this team you're on. And so I understand from the onset there's just got to be a balance. In fact, here's what my dad told me. He said, Andrew, there are some people that come and listen to me preach on Sunday, and they are neglecting the body of Christ. Why? Because they don't want to be there. <laughs> Their heart has been turned against the church. And so they're sitting there with their body in the chair, but their heart's like, I wonder what's happening in that football game. How long is this dude going to keep ranting and raving? How many more passages do we have to study? Do you understand what I'm talking about? So what we're dealing with today is certainly a heart issue. There's going to be times in your life when you cannot truly attend church. But what is your heart yelling out? My friend, is it yelling out, yes, finally I can miss a service? Or is it yelling out, oh, I wish I could be there? All right, so let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to just expose this teaching. Obviously, we're not going to be able to dial in on all the dynamics of Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, because this is so good. I'm going to give you plenty of um, food to, to dig into this week in these verses, but let me just start at verse 19. Would you follow along as I read? I believe it's on the top of your handout there. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter into the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God... Okay, quick time out. 
time would not suffice today to go into the entire background of the book of Hebrews. It was written to a people that were ingrained into Old Testament worship. Every single statement that was just mentioned in verses 19 through 21 deal with the worship of the Old Testament. And what is this writer, a lot of people would think it would be Paul, what is he saying? He's saying, since all of this worship has been fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Okay, and that really is the whole study of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is this, you will not find a better than Jesus. He is better than any person you would ever lift up on a pedestal. Jesus is better. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is better than David. Jesus is better than Abraham. Anyone you want to put up in worship, Jesus is better. Why? Because he has truly mended this relationship with God. All right? So then we see the superior Jesus in our worship. Based on that thought, now let us read verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance. Again, reminding ourselves that this is a heart issue. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, and let us consider how to, I love these next couple words, Stir up. Stir up one another to love and good works. Quick time out. Anytime in your family or in your community, whatever, that you talk of stirring up, it's usually in probably a negative form, isn't it? That person stirred up a fight, right? In the body of Christ, it is the opposite. We are to stir up love and good works. And so what does that necess necessitate Verse 25, here it is. This is the holy word of God, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Again, so much in this passage, so many wonderful aspects that we will not be able to dial in today, but I do want us to briefly consider this simple truth, this key truth from verse 25. Here it is. As they embrace the supremacy of Christ together, Christ's people must stay connected. Catch that. As we together embrace that Jesus Christ is better, He's superior you cannot find a better than Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. You will not find, as Jesus Christ himself says, there's, uh, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. As is clearly exposed in Scripture, there is no other name under heaven given among men but whereby we must be saved. Jesus is supreme. So as we acknowledge that truth here, what is the takeaway? Well, exactly what the author of Hebrews says. Don't neglect meeting together. So let's bring those two truths together. Here it is. As, we, as they embrace the supremacy of Christ together, Christ people must stay connected. So what, what are we going to do today? Again, not as long of a study today, but we're going to take time and look at three 
practical, biblical reasons why we are to stay connected. Why, my friend, brothers and sisters in here, why do you need this? I would be half tempted to say, would you look around and find at least three people that you are often annoyed with? (laughs) Because it happens! Honestly, why come? And you thought I was going to say three people that you love with all your heart. Yeah, that's true. That happens in the body of Christ. But what happens more often is we find people that rub us the wrong way in the body of Christ. They don't see eye to eye with me on this or on this. They have this personality. They think this ministry should be run this way. And so what ends up happening? And so what is the temptation? Just as we talked about last week when it comes to sincere love of the brothers, we end up distancing ourselves from people in the body. Or we end up connecting with only the people we like to talk to. So my friends, why do you need everyone in this body? I think there's reasons here that we're going to expose today. First reason we're going to look at today is this. This is expected in God's plan. (laughs) God has a plan that he is working perfectly according for his glory and our good. We find that from the beginnings of our Bibles and to the end of our Bible. We find that exposed in his plan that he made with himself and the Trinity before the foundations of the world. This God is working his plan. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, guess what? This, the church is part of his plan. Hebrews 10, 25 says it very clearly, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Friends, this is God's word. Not neglecting, you could say it other ways, it might be even translated this way in some of the translations you're holding on your laps, but not forsaking, not abandoning, not deserting, not turning your back on the body of God. Christ. Simply this, staying connected to the church, being faithful to gathering with other believers you have covenanted with, is in direct compliance with God's plan for his people. I was thinking about this this week, because that truth that I just said is so often used in a manipulative way, if I could just be honest. But I I want to tell you that what I'm teaching today is not a manipulative ploy for church leaders to get people to come into their doors. It is not a tactic made up by creative worshipers to recruit more worshipers. No, this is built on God's Old Testament pattern for corporate worship, but following God's New Testament pattern also. What do I mean? In the New Testament, we clearly find that the church, God's people, Jesus' people gathered when? On the first day of the week, the resurrection day. This is God's plan for his people. We are to not neglect meeting together as is the habit of some. No matter how we may desire to reason this away in our minds. My friends, you know this verse is still in scriptures. 
In his word, God expects his community, the community of Jesus' people, to regularly gather in order to selflessly love each other, deeply know each other, sacrificially serve each other, and embrace accountability. A massive part of what happens in the body of Christ is that one word I just said, accountability. Embracing this with each other. Giving accountability and receiving accountability. That is what the body of Christ does. And if I could just direct our thoughts for just a brief time to Acts chapter 2. This is the establishment of the first church in Jerusalem after Pentecost. Would you just listen as I read these verses and see that God's plan is being lived out in the local church? Verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Um, I love the terminology. And they devoted themselves to this. This isn't just like some side thought. This isn't just when I get around to it. Oh, maybe, maybe I can do this sometime in the next two months. I can get to the people of God and enjoy fellowship with them. No, this is a point of devotion. You're devoted to God's people. Verse 43, And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Again, we need to remember the flow of redemptive history there, as we've talked in the past. I won't mention that right now, but let's go to verse 44. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as, all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts. Verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. My friends, this, the church, is God's plan. It is not a human's plan, it is God's plan. Simply put, God expects me to be faithful in my church attendance. God expects you to be faithful in your church attendance. Again, I understand that there are times, I'm going to say this several times just so it gets across to you. There are times when you cannot make it. I understand that. This is not an expectation for every single meeting at the church. I understand that. But you find a strong sense in scriptures that we are to stay connected to the body of Christ because that is God's plan. Let us go to a second reason. Biblical reasons to stay connected to the body of Christ. Again, you didn't know what you were coming for here in the Body Life Sunday, did you? Here it is. Let's go to reason number two. Why to stay connected? It is essential for spiritual encouragement. What a wonderful concept. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but here's the word, encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Without staying connected, to the body of Christ, you cannot fulfill your responsibility to encourage the body and be encouraged by the body. What is this word encourage? It's a great word. It is the word that, if you put a, a, a visual in this, it is coming alongside somebody. It is to call alongside. It is the word that means to exhort and encourage them, to stir them up, as we'll look at in just a minute. This is to 
urge them strongly. So what you're doing is not standing in front of them and saying, get over here. What you're doing is going and standing alongside them and say, let's do this together. That's this exhortation. That is this coming alongside, okay? Um, this week, uh, this Friday night, I think it was, David and I um, uh, were sitting there watching some television, and uh, there was NCAA wrestling on. And I particularly like watching NCAA wrestling. These guys go at it. This is great stuff. And there were some powerhouse teams wrestling each other in a duel. It was Penn State University against Iowa State. Great. Uh, the Brand Brothers and Kyle Sanderson coaches, they were going against each other, and you just saw it flare up, the coaches. But rather than watching the coaches, I loved watching the rest of the guys on those seats because they didn't stay in their seats, my friends. When I was watching this duel, and, it, and I would, they were standing back there jumping up and down, encouraging the people on their team, their guy would come off. There was one particular match where there was a rank one against a rank two, and it went into overtime, and it was a wonderful match to watch. Um, contested to the end, but I watched all of the guys on the team. What were they doing? You got this! You got it! Go! And then the guy would come to the side, and you'd see a guy come up to him and be like, yeah, come on, let's go! My friends, you know what came to my mind when I saw, when I read this passage this week? Coming alongside and encouraging the body of Christ. Coming alongside to the brothers and sisters in Christ in their battle and saying, you got this, my friend! I know what's happening at work or at school. I know you're struggling. By God's grace, you got this. And you know what else it means? That when you're struggling and you come to the body of Christ and you know you don't want to get out of that car and come and see anybody because you know you're not feeling up to it. I don't want to talk to a single person. You know what the body of Christ does? There's to be friends in the body that come around, put their arm around you and say, by God's grace, you got this. We're with you on this. That's exhortation. That is encouragement of the body of Christ. Why should we stay connected to the body of Christ? Because it is essential for spiritual encouragement. I love how this is exposed in that next passage I put there. Hebrews chapter 3. And I'll just state this one. Take care, brothers. This is so good. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Verse 13, but exhort, that's the exact same word, encourage. Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's it. Staying connected to the body of Christ, that when we struggle, someone's coming alongside us and saying, you can do this by God's grace. And you, doing your part, when someone's struggling, to come alongside them and saying, by God's grace, you can do this. Um, let me just say this from a pastoral perspective. Let's take a couple minutes for this, because I, I constantly want to put shoes on our discussion here, make this appropriate and applicable. And just some pie-in-the-sky in theology, okay? Teaching you got to come to church. No, it's deeper. There's a lot of parents in this room right now. Parents with children in your room or in your house. What we're talking about today is absolutely vital for your children's spiritual encouragement. Please understand that. Sure, the church is not a perfect place. Sure, so many have been hurt by hypocrites in the church. In some church you think of in the past, sure, hurt has happened to the church. 
Sure, church attendance is not a security that your child will turn out right before God. It's not that. But my friends, our children need the spiritual encouragement of Jesus' people. We need it. Graciously put, I would say it this way. Parents, if we are failing to connect our children to the church, we are failing to obey God's word with our children. Why? Because God says to bring them up in the nurture, the discipline and admonition of the faith. And where is discipline and admonition found most importantly, I believe, in the home, but also the supplement of the church of the living God? I'm thinking about this this week. I'm like, I'm not talking about some legalistic practice. Check, I got my family to church this Sunday. Check, Wednesday too. We're good, we're safe for the week. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about practical encouragement and relationship with God. In this broken, sin-cursed world where TVs and computers and devices speak into our kids an average of seven hours a day, we're talking about 50 hours a week devices speak into your life of your children. On average... I'm going to tell you, it's not so hard maybe to think about getting them to church for two or three hours a week. To hear the teaching of Jesus and the way that God can transform their lives through the Word of God. Okay, so we must stay connected. Why? It's expected in God's plan. It's essential for spiritual growth. Let's look at one other biblical reason here today. As we stir each other up for love and good works, here it is. Verse 24, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Why? Stay connected to the church. It is necessary for these words, authentic accountability. As is consistent with the calling orders of the New Testament believers, this passage yells out authenticity and accountability. To stir up means to stoke up, to get them going. In a world filled with putting on the plastic face or giving the politically correct answer, you know what I'm talking about. In a world filled with putting your best foot forward so everybody can be impressed, my friend, the church is to be a place where real issues are discussed with real people who worship a real Savior. I love how this is exposed in James chapter 5. James doesn't hold back. He's talking about authenticity. The whole book of James is talking about authenticity. And how does he bring shoes to this theology? Here's what he says. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And a lot to that. But simply, the point is this. Believers are to embrace the call to authentic accountability. And this will not truly happen if we neglect God's call to meet together regularly. To stay connected to the body of Christ. A friend of mine shared this story. I just want to read it. Some of you probably heard this in some form. But I was moved when I read this. A member of the church who previously had been attending services regularly stopped going. After a few weeks, the pastor decided to visit him. It was a chilly evening. The pastor found the man at home alone, sitting before a blazing fire. 
Guessing the reason for the pastor's visit, the man welcomed him, led him to a comfortable chair near the fireplace, and waited. The pastor made himself at home, but said absolutely nothing. In the grave silence, he contemplated the dance of the flames around the burning logs. After some minutes, the after some minutes of silence, the pastor took the fire tongs, carefully picked up a brightly burning ember, and placed it to one side of the hearth, all alone. Then he sat back in his chair, silent. The host watched all this in quiet contemplation. As the one lone ember flame flickered and diminished, there was a momentary glow, and then its fire was no more. Soon it was cold and dead. Not a word had been spoken since the initial greeting. The pastor glanced at his watch and realized it was time to leave. He slowly stood up, picked up the cold, dead ember, placed it back in the middle of the fire with his hands. Immediately it began to glow once more with a light, with the light and warmth of the burning coals around it. As the pastor reached the door to leave, his host said with a tear running down his cheek, thank you so much for your visit and especially for your fiery sermon. <laughs> I will be back in church next Sunday. <laughs> you see the point. We need this. You need this. You think about the nonsense of the last two years. We have some serious struggles health-wise. There's some battling in our body even now as we speak with this, with this uh, COVID stuff. And there's been some that have been lost. All the ups and downs and all the rounds of the body of Christ. My friends, you need this. You need the love and the accountability of the body of Christ. I need this. So what? I know, like I said at the beginning, I'm sort of preaching to the choir today because you're here. <laughs> so thank you for obeying Christ and coming to the service today. But this is the question. Are you faithfully connected to the body of Christ? In a world that says it's okay to disconnect, my friends, don't believe it. It's not okay to disconnect. You need this. In a world that actually encourages, or some, in some points, mandates that you disconnect. My friends, don't buy it. You need this. You need the body of Christ. Why? Because it is expected in God's plan, it is essential for spiritual encouragement, and it is necessary for authentic accountability. I read it stated this way, and you can think on this as we close out. The danger with missing church is that soon you stop missing it. The danger with missing church is that soon you stop missing it. My friends, you need this. I'd like to close out with some, on this Body Life Sunday with some practical suggestions on how you can stay connected. Um, so we'll take a couple minutes for some practical discussion. I hope you're ready. How can you put this to work at Crosspoint Community Church? You'll see on your handout. You can actually turn this over. All right? There are three things that I pray for our church and the elder team we focus on. Our prayer is that every single person that comes to Crosspoint Community Church in a very practical way would be able to do these three things. First one, it's right there. Faithfully attend Sunday morning corporate worship. 
be here on Sunday mornings. There's a lot happening, but my friends, I know I go long sometimes, but we're talking about an hour and a half out of your week. Talking and worshiping God together corporately. This is to be out of an overflow of what God is doing in your heart all week. We come together praising God for what He's doing in our hearts, sometimes with great burdens, other times with great joy. Whatever the case may be, we have the blessing of corporately gathering together at 10.15 on Sunday mornings. And my friends, if there's anything that we would pray is that you would be faithful to the encouragement of the Word on Sunday mornings. And then that would be then lived out throughout your week. So the next one there would be to plug into a growth or support group. That's our prayer that everyone here finds a supplemental support group somewhere at this church. In some aspect, whether it's age descriptive or, demogra- uh, or group dis- uh, descriptive. And then number three, find a place to serve because that is the, in- really, that's the intention of the New Testament body is that you serve and be served. You find this cycle happening all the way through the New Testament. It is just not a place where I come and expect people to serve me. It is a place where I participate in service. Those are our three prayers. That every person that comes to Cross Point Community Church would find God's grace to be faithful on Sunday morning to worship corporately, that they would find a supplemental group to study with, and that they would find somewhere, somehow, to serve in the body of Christ. So, in a very practical way, I want us to think about these support groups. You can see there on the back of your handout, you're thinking, what support groups are you talking about, Pastor Andrew? It's right there. We have some age-specific groups. This is talking about children's ministries. In our children's ministry, we have nurseries and toddlers and preschool and primary and juniors. This is our children's ministry, bringing your children to hear God's Word taught by our children's teachers. We have teen group, meets on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for both middle school and high school. Then this group, I'm so excited about what's happening in this group. God is stoking up a fire in this group, and I love watching it happen. It is our young adults group. It's a group of 18 to 30-year-olds, roughly, that are coming together, excited to pray together, to fellowship together, and to study together. This group meets on Sunday mornings at 9.30. Uh, There's more that will happen in this group. I'm praising God, and I'll say more about this maybe later, but... uh, um, God has led a wonderful couple, Ed and Deb Boonger, to help guide this group in accountability and mentorship. What a wonderful blessing to our church. When I think of another wonderful group that must be connected to, it is our family life support group. All of these support groups. What are we talking about? On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., there's a group of people that get together to talk about God's Word and to pray for each other. And these are parents. God, I need your help with my children. I cannot do this on my own. Jim and Griff lead this group. What a wonderful group. Need a place to connect, and right now it's kind of, we're in flux a little bit, but the Sunshiner group that that gets together, we're we're praying about how to get this creatively restarted with the concerns of the last two years. Those are age-specific groups, but there's also gender-specific groups. What do I mean? We have a dude's study, a guy's study. This is where we get together, talk of the Word on Tuesday mornings. There's a group of about 10, 15 guys that get together with Lonnie. He brings up a verse, and we talk about it for about 45 minutes, and we pray together. That's Tuesday morning at 7, p.m., or 7 a.m. You're welcome to join if you can. I know not all can be there because you start work at 7, uh, but if you can make it 7 a.m., it's a very practical time to talk of God's Word. 
On Thursdays, there's a women's study. It meets at Thursday, uh, 10 a.m. There's also another study that meets at 6.15. These aren't massive groups, I'm telling you. These are smaller groups where people can study God's Word and pray together. I praise God for our life groups. Jim and Diane with their life group that meets on the first and third Sunday evenings. And we're talking about Grant and Sheila that have their group on the first and third Sunday evenings. Then uh, Patrick Deaton and Les Converse have their group on the second and fourth Sunday evenings. Steve and Lonnie Guido have their group on the second and fourth Sunday evenings. I mean, these are times to get together and just enjoy fellowship and prayer together. Find one of these groups to plug into. Listen, if you don't know how to connect, this is one thing I'm going to bring up in just a minute. In the next couple weeks, you're going to see out in this foyer, very possibly a, a table. We're working on the details of this called Next Steps. What do I do? What do I, how do I plug into this church? Getting the contact. Listen, all are invited. Come and plug into these groups. If you need more information about these groups, call the church office. We'd love to plug you into one of these groups. Um, the second Sunday evening of the month, I mean, there's a lot of times we have different events happening the second Sunday evening, but we get together in a very casual group of, of parents get together to go eat dinner together. Parents date night. Just sharpen each other, encourage each other. Parents, we need this. On Wednesday nights, we have our open adult study. I would encourage you to be part of this study. There's a lot happening on campus on Wednesday nights. But there's a study that meets down in the ice cream shop. Gather together with other believers and study God's word together. Those are support groups. And I'm going to tell you, there's one of them with your name on it. Find it. Pray about it. Then find a place to selflessly serve. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we need the army of the Lord to serve the church of God at, this, at Cross Point. We need you. Um, I can't tell you how many times we come to staff meeting, and uh, Danielle, who is a blessed servant of Jesus Christ, one of the behind-the-scenes servants of Jesus Christ, our children's director, and she comes with patches of our hair torn out. Just joking, Danielle, if you listen to this later. Her and Chelsea, our assistant children's director, come every single week. Uh, well, Danielle does, but they come and just like, we need help. That's kind of a good problem to have. But I'm telling you, if you have in, in any stretch of the imagination a passion to see children discipled, this is a wonderful opportunity. Sunday mornings, helping to just guide the, the, the young ones, the little critters, showing them the, the love of Christ and showing them the gospel. It's not a very complicated system. As Griff, Griff often says, if you can beat them at Connect Four, this is the job for you. Obviously, you would have to know a bit about the gospel. <laughs> but share the gospel with them after you beat them at Connect Four. There are places to, 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 to plug into with our children's ministries. Uh, let me just walk through these areas to serve. Sunday hospitality ministries, this is talking about greeters or info desks or ushers or the coffee. What a wonderful time to greet. You just need to have a smile on your face and be genuinely happy to see people. And greet them, say, thank you for coming to Cross Point today. This is good. We need that. Some of us are ready to tear someone's head off when we come to church. And we need someone like uh, Nick Knickerbocker to stand there at the door and, and Bob at that center door and say, hey, how you doing? I'm much better now that I see you. I love that. It's the servants of Jesus Christ. 
There's ways to serve in the tech ministry. We're talking about sound and video and live stream and web and social media. There's guys that serve behind the scenes sitting up there right now that devote, I mean, seriously, in a given month, maybe even up to 100 hours. I don't know, but lots of hours in a given month to making sure that we can hear and hear and it's live streamed. There's the music ministry. These folks spend Again, hours and hours of their time preparing so that you can worship God corporately with song on Sunday mornings. Um, there's the sports ministry with upward football, upward basketball going on right now. There's places to serve there. There's children's ministries, nursery, toddler, preschool, elementary. There's teen ministry, middle school and high school ministries. There's kitchen ministries. Uh, Jim and Aaron Silva has plugged in and cooked so many awesome meals for us on Wednesday nights, filling our bellies so we can fill our minds with the Word. Missions ministry, where Grant and Bill and others have plugged in. I, I can't wait to see the missions ministry just explode here. Us teaching missions and evangelism to every single age group at Crosspoint Community Church. Missions ministries, outreach ministries, biblical counseling ministry, practical discipleship ministry that Pastor Matt guides we're going to pray to that end in just a minute. Chaplain ministry that Chaplain Jim uh, guides. Men's ministry, women's ministry, facility maintenance ministry. All of this stuff happening here. My friends, there are places to serve at Cross Point Community Church. There are places you can serve at Cross Point Community Church. I would encourage you to do so. We're going to close out today. It's Body Life Sunday, but instead of having all of our elders get up and share 15, 20 minutes each, I'm going to summarize our discussions. Every Body Life service, we have uh, ministry updates. You'll see up here, and I'll keep this brief, and then we, I'm so stoked. I just want to go get, get in that pool right now and start baptizing, but I got to go through this stuff. All right. Um, some ministry updates. Every single one of these areas you see up here has an area of elder oversight. Uh, there are six elders at Cross Point Community Church. Uh, Ton is the elder of the Mian Church. He is not included on this. They have their separate worship up there, uh, right above us right now. They are worshiping God with the Mian Church. But of the five that minister directly here, um, the elder oversight of the corporate worship ministries is myself uh, preaching every Sunday. You have to endure, endure listening to me. Uh, every Sunday. Um, then the teaching ministry, this is discipleship, practical discipleship ministry. This would involve counseling and such. That is Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt, would you stand? By the way, I'm going to have you guys stand because not everybody even knows who all the elders are here. This is Pastor Matt, one of our elders at Cross Point Community Church. He is uh, tasked with oversight of our discipleship teaching ministries, and we have so many practical thoughts happening here and how to flesh those out. Thank you, Pastor Matt. We have relational ministries. These are team ministries. These are where to plug into different aspects of service. Um, and Mike Woods, would you stand? This is our elder oversight of team ministries. Uh, again, if you want somewhere to plug in to minister, this is a guy that could help you with that. Thank you, Mike, for all you do at Cross Point. Um, serving ministries. You guessed it. This is Jim. <laughs> He's all over the place. Jim, would you stand? All right. This guy is a servant of Jesus. Hours and hours and hours every week serving here in the community. He's our elder tasked with oversight of serving ministry. Also in, 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 includes chaplain ministry, deacon ministry, buildings and grounds ministry, uh, keeping the, that facilitated. Then we have 
a ton of administrative stuff here at Crosspoint Community Church. And Chuck, would you stand here? This is Chuck. He is our elder of administration here at Crosspoint Community Church. Um, he holds together all the details that none of the other elders want to dig in as deeply in with finances and buildings and grounds, uh, expenses and details of all that. This is Chuck's job. By the way, every single one of the elders, though, are tasked as shepherds to guide with the word of God and prayer. That is our primary ministry. Please understand that. Acts 6-4. And so for that reason, we call on the deacons and others at this church to serve faithfully. Um, I'm just going to give quick highlights on what's going on in each one of these corporate worship ministries. A uh, couple quick reminders. Next month, actually next week, sorry, we're starting back into Romans. Start, time to get like freshened up on the book of Romans because we're going to be in Romans chapter 7 next week. So if you want to read through Romans this week, we'll be starting that again next Sunday. Um, a lot that could be said about our corporate gatherings together. I will say this. We are encouraging families to participate if they'd like, and we're trying to reserve the balcony area. I know sometimes it's overflow, uh, the balcony area for families with young children uh, because they do get exercise and run around, especially at Body Life Sunday when I keep talking. So that is kind of a place for families to go escape. Um, you're, you're welcome on occasion to sit up there. Uh, but it might be a bit more distracting, just so you know. <laughs> it's okay. We want families to be up there or down here. We're okay with kiddos running around here. It's all right. Um, equipping teaching ministry, Pastor Matt Silva. Our counseling ministry is continuing to grow deeper. I want to just give a quick update on this. We've placed Carol Alfaro as our primary women's biblical counselor at Crosspoint. She is so faithful to, to plug into people's lives, to hear hear them expose different areas of prayer and need. We praise God for Carol. Um, then we are continuing to develop our open adult Bible study on Wednesday nights, hoping to advance this a bit in the fall as Pastor Matt is hoping to potentially teach a class on evangelism this, uh, this next fall. We'll take a break in the summer. We will meet up again this Wednesday night if you want to come to the open adult study. I'm going to take about 10, 15 minutes, maybe two hours, and introduce the study. And then we'll continue back in the study that we've been going through uh, the last couple months before our Christmas break reprieve. Um, uh, there, there's a lot happening in all of these, but uh, edification, relational ministry, this is Mike Woods. We desperately need children's workers. Again, the plea is out there. There's been some that have gotten sick and had to step away. Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings. Um, if you have, have a desire to plug into church, this would be a great place to plug in. Um, continue to pray as we are on our search for a youth pastor. We, we desperately are praying for a youth pastor here at Crosspoint Community Church to come on our staff. Um, our support and life groups are continuing. Praise God for that and praise God for our young adult group that is meeting. I'm stoked to see what's happening there, all right? Some aspects I wish I was 20 years old again so I could hang out all the time with this group. The serving ministry, um, Jim uh, runs this. We are well on our way through Upper Basketball. He doesn't run it, but he's oversight of this at our church. 
Upwards basketball is well on its way. People serving every Sunday. Upward football is starting here in the spring. We're continuing in our Wednesday evening meals. If you want a blessing to come hang out for half hour, come on Wednesday nights. Eat a free meal in the gathering place. Aaron Silva will not disappoint with these yummy meals she makes. All right. Um, we're always looking for creative ways to serve our community. You can be praying for that. We don't just want to be inbred in our service. We want to be outreach with our service. That's really what we want to pray about. Um, we'd love to develop our monthly service even more uh, at the rescue mission. We praise God for the amount of maintenance work that is done this year on this property. There was a lot done. And Jim is always running around facilitating people to do work on here with RG and James. This, this is an active place when it comes to maintaining what God has blessed us with here, and that works into the administration aspects. Praise God that we met budget this last year. God provided even through the nonsense of the world we live in. You all faithfully shared your resources to the church, and by God's grace, we were able to keep things going and advancing in our ministry here that way. Um, especially when we have, I mean, we, we talked of this throughout the summer especially, we had about 100, over $100,000 of maintenance expenses this year at Crosspoint. This next year, we have the same estimated amount of work on this property, $100,000 worth of maintenance. And I'm going to tell you, God is providing those needs. Why? Because we want this campus to be maximized for gospel ministry. Liberty Christian School meets here. There's meetings here all through the week. We want this to be a hub of gospel ministry. And so we're going to do whatever we can to keep this place up uh, in maintenance. And thank you for Chuck and Jim who keep working through that. Chuck also oversees our missions team. Um, they continue to develop under the leadership of Grant, Bill Greer, Mark Barons, others involved in this. Um, our prayer is that, as I just mentioned, um, that our missions and evangelism, minds, evangelism mindset works its way into every aspect of Cross Point Community Church uh, ministry. That's our prayer. And uh, we're hoping to continue with that vision. My pastoral encouragement is this. If you have questions, um, if you have suggestions, if you have concerns, if you have complaints, see Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chuck just turned like four shades of white. <laughs> no, seriously though, if you have concerns in any, any of these areas of ministry, ministries, please don't hesitate to talk with any one of our elders. Um, if you have interest and thoughts about our corporate worship ministry, call me, email me is probably the best way to connect. Let's talk about your ideas for corporate worship ministry. Any of the others, probably a lot of questions would happen when it comes to how finances here. That's great. We, we don't feel inclined to have a meeting where we go through every line item with all of you here, especially with your young critters, all right? They'll be doing laps <laughs> around this room. But if you have these questions, please see the elders on this. Don't hesitate. We want to be open ears to your concerns and your suggestions. Um, and then would you please continue to pray for God's direction, for wisdom and discernment and direction, even as how we function together as elders. Satan wants nothing better than to kind of set wedges in relationships, especially in leadership. And just praying how to, how to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace from the top all the way down. And I praise God for that 
um, and I know there's a lot of suggestions you all have, please don't hesitate bringing those to us. So, that was a lot I just said, but and you thought I was long today, but we just saved about 45 minutes. Um, so what we're going to do now, though, is I'm going to invite Pastor Matt to come up. We have a new member to be affirmed. Um, and actually, while Pastor Matt and Wynn are coming up, we have our brother missionary guide here, Grant. Grant was going to share just a brief encouragement of missions. It's Grant. Grant, would you come up and share what you're going to share with missions? And then right after that, um, Matt is going to affirm one of our newest members here. Uh, when this morning, we're excited to have that happen. And right now, I'm going to invite baptismal candidates, Lisa and Shane. If you would go ahead and go up, we're gonna we're gonna get ready to go swimming. Um, so, Grant, if you would share your what's on your heart with missions, Matt, if you would affirm and pray for our new members, and then we'll enjoy baptism together. All right. Thank you. A monologue of the Great Commission found in Mark 16, 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Go. Was that you, Lord? Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. You're to go. Well, where is it that you want me to go? Into all of the world. Whoa. And, and what do you want me to do? Preach the gospel. Well, well Lord, you know I'm, I'm not a preacher. That... Doesn't that leave me out? I mean, I wouldn't want to be one of them. I mean, do you know what they go through? And besides that, when I'm talking to people, I get my mix all talked up sometimes. Wait, did I say that right? The word preach simply means share what Jesus has done in your life. Well, who do I share with? Everyone, your neighbors, your friends, your family, the gas station attendant, the dentist, your hair salon, everyone. Well, how do I know if they're ready to accept what I have to share with them, what you have for them? Oh, you'll know right away. And if they're not ready, you just move on to someone else. Friends, that includes all of us. We are to go. We want to become more of a missional church. And you're hearing some of that. And next Sunday, starting next Sunday out in the foyer, we're going to have a table set up, and it's going to highlight a missionary for the whole month. It will also have some information on the two, not one, but two missionary trips that we have planned uh, coming up within the next few months and how you can get involved. We hope that you'll stop by that table because that commission to go is not written just to pastors or to those in full-time Christian work. It's just simply written and given to each and every one of us. You must determine. If your Christian life is dull and unexcited at this time, you go and see what God does. Thank you.